everybody. This is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and over there is the... Damn, I forgot my comparison again. Um, <laughs> I'm just the, reminding you <laughs> before we start. The Tom Brady to uh, my Tom Brady Jr. Yeah, you might. Sorry, have that was an off my conversation. That <laughs> went might, absolutely nowhere. You, you had have to, to tell that story to, to make You had to be sense. there to yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> to know what exactly. the hell I'm referring to. Exactly. Anyways. How are you this lovely evening, sir? Um... Well, a little perturbed that I didn't get to ask you first, but other than that, doing pretty darn good. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing tonight, man? I'm pretty good. Uh, again, a little off-camera uh, discussion we already had. I was a little uh, trepidatious about launching OBS because I had some difficulty. I'd recently upgraded uh, and then downgraded to get things rolling again. So uh, excited that we are live. Everything's running well. I'm sorry. I fell asleep there for a second. What the hell did you just say? It's not important, Josh. We'll just... Okay, cool. Um, so, we are Amazing Fantasy Football. We are here to talk about some Week 8 stuff right here. But as soon as Chris can actually put the booze down, he's going to tell us about some news. Uh, Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson pronounced himself ready to roll. I figured he would have said ready to ride, but hey, that's just me. For some when you said pronounce himself, I was like, I was like, he's, did he pronounce himself dead? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Uh, on the field, in a manner of speaking, no, no, no. Um, so he says, I, see why I don't, asked. I don't know if he's uh, his coach says the same, but that's what he said. I'm gonna trust him. I believe he's got the uh, yeah uh, Jacksonville in Wembley Stadium, so he's got the London the game. London Jaguars. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I like that they've opened it up to numerous teams uh, in the past couple years. It's not just Jacksonville anymore. Jacksonville's a little better too than they were for a decade before. Keep going. Uh, stick with quarterbacks. Mac Jones will start week eight against the Jets for the Patriots. Uh, Jamison Williams is healthy, but Andy Dalton is the starter regardless. I don't have any more conjecture on that at this time, or at least any quotes, but uh, that's what it said. Oh, geez. On to some running backs. Um, we already talked about Brees Hall injury like on Sunday or last Thursday, right? Okay. Well, Brees Hall blew out his ACL and he is on injured reserve and out for the rest of the year. In related news, the Jets are making a big, uh, already made the big trade, acquiring James Robinson from the aforementioned Jaguars. Uh, it's a conditional draft pick is all I've got on the compensation there. Uh, in more related news there, uh, Jets to use a, quote, hot hand approach at running back. Speaking of muddled that running back situations. Michael Carter managers. It does. Uh, speaking of muddled uh, running back situations, Chuba Hubbard with an ankle injury was absent again on Thursday practice. For the Panthers. We definitely yeah. mentioned the CMC trade right last week. <laughs> News no. comes in. We did it? Yes, oh, we man. Did. Okay, thank you. News comes in so fast, sometimes I lose track, y'all. My, my apologies. Speaking of. For the second straight day, no practice for Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott due to his knee injury. On to receivers. Raiders uh, wide receiver Devontae Adams mispracticed for a second straight day while battling what sources describe as a bad flu. Uh, there's optimism. He'll be over it and ready to go Sunday versus the Saints. Uh, more bad news. Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase is dealing with a hip injury. Mm, I don't like hip injuries, man. That's not cool. Uh, that is expected to sideline him four to six weeks and makes him a prime candidate for injury reserve, per sources. Uh, a little bit more here. He's visiting a uh, He visited a hip specialist Wednesday and is seeking more answers about his injury. 
More bad news about wide receivers in the four-week range. Chargers are expecting Mike Williams to miss a minimum of four weeks. Minimum. Oof. Uh, I would assume a pretty good candidate for IR also. Uh, Lazard says he doesn't expect to play versus Buffalo. And he what is did... Mike Williams' injury? I don't have that. My apologies. High ankle sprain. Thank you. Uh, or do I have Lazard's? I think Lazard is a shoulder. Lazard is a shoulder. Mm -hmm. Laz Alan Lazard said he doesn't expect to play versus Buffalo. He did not practice today, Thursday. Debo has missed two practices in a row on Wednesday and Thursday with a hamstring injury. Hope that's veteran stuff, but Thursday worries me. Um, more wide receiver news. Breaking news. <laughs> the Giants are trading wide receiver Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs uh, for a conditional third and a six-rounder to the Giants. Pretty good. You want to stop and talk about that a little bit? Value. About what? Kadarius going to Chiefs. You want to rap about Kadarius Tony going to the Chiefs, huh? As the kids I don't like know. to say. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, Kadarius Tony is kind of like a, a middle Nicole class. Hardman. Like a, no, I was gonna say like a middle class Tyreek Hill potentially. Mm. Mm. Maybe a step above Nicole Hardman. Type of player, play style. Agreed. Just because, and I say I say maybe a step above Nicole Hardman because Hardman's been in the league for what three or four years now and. Has really not panned out, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and Tony's been in. This is what his second year, and he's just struggled with staying healthy. And so, if he ever got healthy, he there's potential there. You know, like I I'm sorry, the the fact that we haven't seen really Sky Moore at all, at all, more or less. Like I'm not calling Sky Moore a bust. Don't get me wrong, but it's looking bleak. It's, I think, he, I, think he, more. I, I think I think we're, we're halfway through his rookie season. Come and on, you've got other see. rookie wide receivers. I don't say blowing up, but that are doing pretty well. This more of an impact, at least this year and previous couple of years. Yes, you've had wide, uh, rookie wide receivers blowing up, a la Jamar Chase. Um, yeah, but it doesn't uh, mean that he's a bust. Yeah, I think it's a it's a condemnation of uh, McCall Hardman. I think it's a not this year for Sky Moore. And I think a little bit of uh, Tony's injury stuff has been just just him uh, sandbagging. He just he, he didn't want to play for him. I think there's a lot of attitude and stuff going on there. So they were just like, see ya. Plus, the Giants aren't winning. Or, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. The Giants are winning without a, a wide receiver of any note. We might talk about some uh, Giants wide receivers later, though. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Saints, Michael Tony. Yeah, I bet so. The only, <laughs> the only one. Uh, Saints, Michael Thomas, and uh, uh, Landry, uh, Jarvis Landry, did not practice on Wednesday. I don't have a Thursday update on them. My apologies. On a couple of tight ends, or actually one tight end, and then a quick defensive update. Uh, Njoku, uh, with an ankle on suiting up week eight, he said, we'll see, dot, dot, dot. Didn't they put him on IR? Njoku? Yeah. Please vet that for me. I'm not sure. Uh, last little tidbit is is a bit of a defensive blockbuster trade. The Bears are trading star pass rusher Robert Quinn to the Eagles. The general consensus on that is the good get the great get greater. Yeah, so not happy about that as a Cowboys fan. Oh. <laughs> okay, what about Debo Samuel? I mentioned him. Oh, did I actually skip him? He's right here. Debo uh, hamstring uh, was not spotted. Yeah, I mentioned it. Not spotted at practice Thursday or Wednesday. I think. What I about it. all of my other players that are injured in my dynasty league? What's up with them? <laughs> uh, uh, hopefully. Let's go start at the top here. James Connor, Devonte oh, Adams, Noah Brown, 
I did Josh miss Palmer. What about uh, Connor? Is he ready yet? It's, it sounds like he actually might play this week. Yeah, that's kind of. I should have had that in the news. Uh, so that that I chose not to start Eno. You, you know, whatever. I grabbed him off waivers I, a couple weeks ago and missed out on his twenty some odd um, points. And, last and breaking week. news: it looks like Marky Andrews might be done for this game. He maybe injured his shoulder. I cannot catch a freaking break. Yeah. I, I Why don't you don't take all the players that you have that are on my undefeated dynasty team and get rid of them from all your other fantasy teams? Because apparently. <laughs> You're like the touch of death. Maybe it's not just me. I don't have Etienne anywhere. I don't have uh, uh, uh Okay. Well, exactly. That's why he's thriving. Why don't you go first? I'll do that. Actually, I'm going to go first because I have six. Okay. Oh, my. Oh, my. I think I have a couple uh, sla slashes, but no honorable mentions. Continue, please. Okay, I'm going to start with the one. I'm just going to get it out of this way because you kind of covered it in the news. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I have picked Chuba Hubbard versus Atlanta. Um, it sounds like maybe he won't play, but I'm just going to go ahead with it, and then I'll kind of kind of uh, do a little um, you want to insert, that? improv uh, at the end. Uh, improv at the end of with him. Um, in the first week without Christian McCaffrey, Chuba Hubbard and Deontay for Deonta Foreman. Uh, usage was kind of 50-50. Chuba pulled up late in the fourth quarter due to an ankle injury. But according to the, according to everything that I read, they said that he could have went back in the game had it been closer. Remember the I heard that. Panthers I read that. Were, yep. Apparently, the Panthers were somehow beating the pants off the Buccaneers. Anyways, yeah. with, with P.J. Walker at quarterback, too. No Christian McCaffrey. What? Anyways. Um, Speaking of pants off, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, I did switch teams. Uh, oh, no. Uh, Atlanta's <laughs> just an average run D. Um, seriously, the usage between Hubbard and uh, Foreman were pretty, was pretty almost exactly split. 50, 46 to 54 snap percentage. Um, nine rushing attempts for Hubbard versus 15 for Deonta. Three targets for Hubbard versus De Deonta's two. And they were almost exactly, they were 14.3 versus 15.5 for um Deonta Foreman I mean I just like Hubbard a little bit better in this running back battle he's younger speedier and I can make old mother Hubbard jokes like um let me see if I can remember the nursery rhyme. what's not to love there, there once was a man from Nantucket and, and, and you should stop there oh okay um I'm, I believe that's, that's right a, I believe that is a limerick I believe you're correct. Definition. So I'll just stop that limerick because it's not a nursery rhyme. Um, so, <laughs> I love it. so if Chuba if, if if Chuba is unable to play this week, man, Deonta Foreman has to be a smash start because I was going to say you want to pivot there. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know who's behind those two, and I kind of don't want to know. I, oh, I don't think we need to know. Yeah, agree. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, I mean, if, if I see, I've been advising people this week to pick up Chuba. I like him because uh, Foreman was actually the the hotter pickup because he did you score know, that little fantasy uh, points. That is one point two fantasy points more. It's not like he like blew him out of the water. They both played well. They and did. the quarterback, and the quarterback, and DJ Moore for that matter. But uh, I, yeah. we just dis we discussed this off air a couple few days ago. I'm a little more on the. Uh, uh, Deontay Foreman uh, side of things. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Absolutely I just, like, yeah. I, I would cherish a younger, like I said, a younger, uh, speedier, um, kind of more CMC-esque versus, uh, yep. versus a, a long-time veteran who has a history uh, that includes, an injury history that includes uh, tearing an Achilles. Mm. So, who was never that fast or 
that elusive to begin with. He's the power back to this in this equation. Absolutely the power back. Sure. But I would say the Achilles has been like two, three years ago now. Like any repercussions from that. Oh boy, it might be like mitigated. four. It might be more like four or five Fair. years ago at this point. And uh, when he, before that, I don't know about now. I'm not going to speak on that. But uh, he had great feet for a big man. Great, fast time. You know, just like, oh, I love the Who's way that? he moved his feet. Uh, uh, Foreman. Love the way he moved his feet at Texas and early on at uh, oh, yeah, he was uh, Titans. I think. Yep. There we go. All right. My first individual, my first fave five of the evening. We're going to go with a my slam dunk of the evening. Let's start with that. Uh, I will give you a one. Devonta Smith slash AJ Brown versus Pittsburgh. I threw in the slash just because, I mean, everybody's starting AJ Brown, but let me continue. The battle for Pennsylvania, I guess, is what they call it. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there because they're playing the Eagles this week. Uh, or should I say the Eagles are playing the Steelers this week. The Eagles are 10.5-point favorites with an over-under of 43.5, giving the Eagles an approximate estimation of 31 points uh, by Vegas's predictions. Uh, the Steelers' secondary remains quite banged up with uh, questionable tags across the board except for Levi Wallace, PFF's 97th ranked corner in coverage. The Steelers are allowing the most yards, the fifth most touchdowns, and the second most fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position. This is a simple case of an elite wide receiver duo, which the Steelers have struggled with four weeks in a row, going up against a banged up, not very good defense. I like AJ as a top five guy this week and Devonta as a high end wide receiver too. That's it. Okay. My next guy up is one. This is kind of uh, the low hanging fruit here, Chris. It's going to make you real happy. So just uh, keep your pants on here. Tony Pollard versus the Chicago Bears. Uh, okay. I don't. Did you even cover this in the news about Zeke? I did. I did. Oh, I man, I really need to listen. I to can the news see better. you don't listen to the news segment at all. Uh, yeah, he has. Yes, he has I do <laughs> refresh refresh everybody's memory. He has not practiced Wednesday or Thursday at all. Uh, he has a torn MCL and is likely to be out this week. Zeke and by a torn by a torn it's MCL. That means he sprained his knee. Um, okay. Huh. Yeah, it sounds a lot worse. That I was like, man, that sounds really bad. He's yes. only gonna miss a week. I did oh, not pick up oh, on he, that. It's a it's a sprain. It's a sprained knee. Anyways, okay. um, oh man, so Pollard's like season is on, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> so far this season, albeit in limited work, Pollard has mm -hmm. is averaging five point six yards per attempt and about one a nine point five yards per reception. With no Zeke this week, that automatically automatically means fire up Pollard especially in a plus matchup, considering the Bears are giving up the sixth most points per game to running backs. So, Tony Pollard. I'm not going to really say much more, man. The Bears are not very good against the road. And not, Tony Pollard, look, I mean, he looks electric every time he's like, not every time, but a lot of... The majority of the time that he, ha that he ha touches the ball, it looks like he's on fire you know like he's shot out of a cannon just some real good like yards after contact yards after catch i mean i get why i i i get why they don't use him every single time because tony pollard's a you know find find the right situation and, and you and utilize him then not just run him every down sort of thing 
And like we were talking about before we started the show, that it's it's kind of more like keep them both as fresh as possible for absolutely right absolutely. for a for a, a hopeful playoff real run, life football know? talk. Yeah, absolutely, uh-huh. absolutely real, real life football talk. Hey, there's a asking for a friend in the in the audience there. If you'd like no. to address that, what would you nope. trade for Pollard nope. and Dynasty? <laughs> Nope. No, it's nope. a good salient talking point. What would you trade for Pollard? Yep, that, we, we'll talk about that afterwards. I'll poo on you. I'm going to throw out a second round there. I'm just going to jump on that wagon. All right. Deal done. Um, next up. I'll trade you a second round pick right now on the show. For Pollard? Yeah. I'll think about it. Um, next up, we've right, got. Put your money where your mouth is. You just said it. I, I was answering the question I had presented to ourselves. In that, what would you give? I would probably give a second if I was the trade E and not the trader. Anyway, we've got uh, DJ Moore versus the Atlanta Falcons here. DJ Moore showed signs of life last week with a new quarterback and, of course, a new head coach, I think, a week or so before that. Um, he posted, uh, caught seven of ten, uh, caught seven of his ten targets for a very nice 69 yards and one tutty. Uh, at 92% rostered, folks have been holding on to him clearly, and this is... A week I am positive he is needed in many fantasy managers lineups and to make it easy for us he gets the Falcons this week the single best matchup a wide receiver can have they're giving up the most passing yards in the league the third most passing touchdowns in the league and the most fantasy points to wide receivers get DJ more in your lineups this week I see him as a high-end wide receiver two versus a division rival Falcons oh and by the way he gets Atlanta a week after this so he plays Atlanta now, and then I think he has an awful matchup versus, like, uh, I want to say Dallas, maybe. And then he gets Atlanta again. So if, if some angry uh, DJ Moore manager dropped him and you need a you need a couple spot starts, do it. He's available in a couple of leagues, actually. That's, that's interesting that you mentioned that because, you know, 92% is high, of course. But that's, yeah. I'd, really? Not in ours because I have him in. Yeah, you can't quit DJ Moore, dude. You have a DJ Moore problem. I couldn't drop him, dude. There was nothing to drop him for. Or or at the very least, I didn't have any... You have a real DJ Moore problem. Or I think you've... Kind of crazy, dude. I haven't started him in freaking weeks, including last I week. I just like the idea went, that you have a DJ well. Moore problem. I do not I have a like DJ the idea Moore that you're addicted to DJ Moore. Anyways, uh, let's go with my next guy here, Raheem Mostert. Um, we just really need someone named Ketchup. Anyways, uh, in, in a world where Chase Edmonds was once thought to be the Dolphins' lead back, it turns out to be Raheem Mostert. What were we all thinking? Oh, yeah, follow the money. It leads to Chase Edmonds. He's going to be the guy. Well, Raheem Mostert has twice the amount of touches that Chase Edmonds does. And on top of all that, the Lions are giving up the second most points per game to running backs. Mostert has 18 fantasy points, two out of the last three weeks. And that was against Pittsburgh, who gives up the 11th most, and the Jets, who give up the 21st most. So he's done it against a a good defense as well as a not so good. Miami could get up quick and just run Mostert. He's out snapping every other Dolphins back by a significant margin. So I don't see them pulling Mostert, even if they are ahead. So if you've got Raheem Mostert, go ahead and play him. He's available in some leagues, too. I I know I picked him up on the wearable wire and one or two leagues actually like this was a couple weeks ago not this week but yeah i was just like why is raheem mostert out here yeah i mean he's not scoring tons um and one thing we didn't mention chris is that the chiefs and the chargers are on by so not a lot of running backs there other than Austin that's the only Eckler two to be teams had. that's the only yep, two, teams. Only two. Yeah, yeah 
They they're they're a big two as well. I like the I know there's did we already pass the bipocalypse or is it coming up? But I really like what they did with the bye weeks this year. It seems more spread out. I think there's like a six team week. Six team week, maybe? Am I crazy? I wish they I wish they'd just do it in two. Two weeks. Boom. Done and over with. That would be awful for fantasy. You could you literally probably couldn't feel the lineup. Yeah, well. I mean, real life football, that makes sense. Okay, let's move on. Um, I'm going to continue. Now that I glance at it a little in a different lens, I do have some. You do have a DJ Moore problem. Yes, we know. No, no. I do have some pretty, <laughs> I, I do have some pretty low hanging fruits here, kind of based on name value at least. So I'm going to continue on with a couple more. Oh, I got, I got a couple. I got one more. Okay. Two more, actually. Go All ahead. Right, let's go. Uh, Monroe St. Brown. Apparently, Monroe didn't play. actually have a concussion last week, uh, but had to leave the game and not return due to the new. Uh, uh, concussion protocol much what did he miss his mommy or something what's, what's <laughs> no, going on no there? no no due to the new concussion protocol much to the chagrin of fantasy managers such as myself but let's just let's hope the man is healthy that's all we really hope happy and healthy you know uh or at least he should be um i think he still carries the questionable tag uh as i wrote these uh news notes earlier um so keep an eye on it but i think he'll be fine he gets the Dolphins secondary this week, the PFF's fifth worst ranked unit uh, that is giving up the eighth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers, along with the sixth most passing yards and tied for ninth for the most passing touchdowns given up. His other receiver mates uh, are banged up as well. DJ Chark, Jamison Williams, and Quintez Cephas are all on IR or PUP, and Josh Reynolds was limited with a knee injury on Thursday. That's today. So he will get all tar all the targets he can handle, which I feel like was a quote they threw out like a week or two ago. I think it was the Dallas game. They're like, all the targets he can handle. And yeah, it didn't work out. But it should work out this week, folks. I like the Sun God as a low-end wide receiver one versus the Finns this week. I would like to say that if you have a roster spot to burn for right now, that I think that everyone should go out and pick up Jamison Williams. That's the There's been right rumors now. about him... Uh, Dan Campbell said he's going to play this year. So, I mean, they were talking about him coming back somewhere in uh oh November okay, and like and they were talking like before Thanksgiving too. This was granted. This was like you know back in July and August, more like August. So, you know, it's just something to think about considering that the entire uh, Lions wide receiving core has been really really banked up this year absolutely they, they need him and I back mean, Amon Ross St. Brown has missed a couple of games here and there mm -hmm. so you know like it's the entire I mean, core so I mean there I mean there's a distinct possibility that when Jamison Williams comes back he's the he's only good. he's the he's, wide receiver one because everyone else is injured yeah well I think Amon Ross is healthy uh, despite the for now yeah non-concussion uh having said that um I think in most like 10 team standard kind of not not like not PPR I'm just saying like 10 teams five person bench leagues you probably got better options you don't need to go out and get early now right. but in a lot of 12 teams and of course deeper leagues yeah absolutely man I I, I think he needs to be considered strongly for a kind of a, a preemptive uh, waiver pickup if you will okay all right Our next guy is uh, no, Jonathan just, Taylor didn't you just go no you did oh. Oh, we finished up on Lions. My bad. Continue, please, sir. Uh, my next guy is Jonathan Taylor. The Colts get a new quarterback, and that's Sam Ellinger this week. It's his sophomore so season out of so Texas. Weird. 
Ellinger is you did not cover this in the news for some reason, and I have no idea why. That's not. a good point. I forgot. What is with my news? Ellinger tonight? is known is known for having a not having a big arm, but he's got some wheels on him. Um, literally, has wheels instead of feet. So he's just driving her out there. Sign um, me and up. You know, and you know how he, and you know how he runs. He just goes vroom vroom. You know, and then his wheels go, and they push him forward. Anyways, uh, and then to run back, and then to and then to run backwards, he goes beep beep, and then he backs up. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I, I think this is the week that the, the Colts try to get JT back on track. He hasn't top thirteen fantasy points since week one. Oh, because of. Shit, I didn't realize that. Yeah, dude. because of this, JT is the RB32 so far this season. Remember, he oh, did miss a couple of games. Well, he did of miss course. Two, did miss yeah. two games, but even if he would have continued his 11.5 points per game, That's that would make him about in, yeah. the RB17. So Fair. even then, for a guy you were taking at 101, that's not great. But you know what is great? The Washington Ra- Actually, it's not football great. team is <laughs> the ninth most points per game to running backs. <laughs> With a new quarterback helm, I can see the Colts running the ball more. The Commanders, mm-hmm, I'm starting mm-hmm. to get used to it. Not really. Um, aren't giving up a ton of receiving work to running backs this year. That's because their secondary isn't very good at all. But the Commanders have given up eight total touchdowns to the opposing backs. That gives JT a good chance to score. And with a touchdown uh, mixed in with some heavy usage, I think that gives JT a good recipe to be a nice high-end RB2, low-end RB1 this week. Good call, good call, good call. I'm going to go with my next, uh, which is actually probably my lowest hanging fruit, unless you consider my slash A.J. Brown from earlier. I'm going to go with Debo Samuel. That was the wrong button. <laughs> if he plays. Yeah, yeah, I think I touch on that here in a second, or at least I did a little bit in the news segment. Uh, this isn't necessarily a premium matchup, but it is for Debo. Let me explain. The Rams are 11th in points per game surrender, uh, 11th in fantasy points per game surrendered to the wide receiver position, but uh, give up a league best, best, yeah, best, yeah, exactly, a league best depth of target of 5.9, meaning they're holding receivers to a low depth of target. But that's Debo's specialty, taking passes closer to the line of scrimmage and turning up field, making plays and yakking it up. He currently sports the fourth lowest average depth of target at 4.3. Furthermore, he historically balls out versus the Rams. He averages five receptions, 95 combo yards, and has scored in seven of eight games he's played against the Rams, including week four this year, where he caught six of his seven targets for 115 receiving yards and one touchdown. I like Debo as a top 12 guy this week versus the division rival Rams if Debo plays. Which, may I remind you, I believe it's a knee injury, if memory serves. Hmm, I thought it was ankle, but I don't remember. I can vet that real quick at the top yeah, of the list. Hamstring, uh, hamstring. We were both wrong. <laughs> hamstring. That's close enough to a knee. Um, My next guy is Devin Singletary versus the Green Bay Packers. Chris, I don't really like to take a stroll down uh, narrative lane too much. I like to look at numbers, you know, kind of judge what my eyes see and, you know, on the screen in front of me. But listen to this. The Packers are not very good. Nope. The Bills defense is good. 
The Bills could easily get up early and big in this game. Big, get up early and big. How about get up big and early big in this and game? Early. And like and it. could you Singletary? Uh, and I could see Devin Singletary getting a nice workload. But here, uh, you want something factual to go with my nice little story? Packers are giving up the seventh most points per game to running backs and the second most yards on the ground. Singletary isn't really used that much in the passing game, so we don't really need to worry about that. We need to worry about his groundwork. And like I said, Packers, second most uh, yards on the ground to running backs. Love it. I like Singletary as a solid flex option this week, if not a low end RB2. So Devin Singletary. I'm starting him Dynasty where I lost uh, Hall and Zeke a week or two ago to trade. So Last Come week. Work. Thank you. All right, what do I have next? Am I finishing up? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, I'm aren't I? Yeah, because I went first. All right. I did. Actually, I did. Oh. Uh, Wandell Robinson of the New York Giants versus the oh. Seattle Seahawks. Kadarius Tony has I... been traded to the Chiefs. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. What's that? I thought you were going to say Darius Slayton. Okay. Nope. Uh, Wando Robinson, again, you know, as mentioned in the top of the show, uh, Kadaris Tony has been traded to the Chiefs, as mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, but he wasn't he wasn't playing for him, so take it with context. The Giants also lost Daniel Bellinger, the tight end who apparently almost lost an eye. Uh, I have no details I on was, that. I was going to make him my one of my tight end guys this week, and then I, realized, uh, I found he had a fractured orbital yeah, and thing. I feel like there's a little bit of stuff bounced around about like a dirty play. I have not seen it. I'm not accusing anybody, but man. If it was like a eye poke out type of thing, oof, like he's out indefinitely. Uh, but the reason Josh considered mentioning and the reason I'm mentioning Daniel Bellinger, uh, he, he's been coming on a little bit as of late uh, with a 72% snap share and four targets per game. Not super impressive, but this is tight ends, folks. 72% uh, snap share. Tight end too. Exactly. 72% snap share, four targets per game in the four weeks prior to last week's injury. So not including last week. And a touchdown in week six. Um... My point is, while Seattle has been pretty damn good versus fantasy wide receivers, they are sixth best. Uh, they are sixth best, only giving up twenty three point three fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position. So good against the wide receiver position. However, they're a little vulnerable underneath to slot receivers, tight ends, and running backs out of the backfield. A little. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 okay. Uh, weeks. Uh, let me go to reverse order. Week five. Uh, Alvin Kamara, a receiving back, uh, six catches for ninety-one. Week six. Uh, Gerald Everett, a tight end for the Chargers, of course, uh, caught five catches for sixty-three, and of course Eckler caught twelve catches for ninety-six yards and one touchdown. Ertz last week, week seven, uh, for the Cardinals, uh, caught seven catches for seventy yards. At the end of the day, this is. Basically a volume play, folks. The Giants have had to put scrubs out there at wide receiver and don't throw a ton. Uh, Robinson will help them generate offense, and I think the trade of Tony shows that they have confidence in Wendell Robinson. I like him as a great flex fill-in this week. Okay. Um, my secret sixth guy, Chris, is Aaron Jones right. versus the Buffalo Bills. The Bills have a uh, run D that is great. Um, least points per game to running backs. But here's the thing. Aaron Jones is going to have to be involved in this game through the air. If the Packers want, yeah, exactly. If mm -hmm. the Packers want to try and keep up with the Bills, especially without Alan Lazard, they're gonna have to get Aaron Jones involved. They need to just leave AJ Dillon in to give Aaron Jones rest. I am, I'm done with AJ Dillon. I think the Packers. I'm not starting him this week. No, no, I don't think anyone should start AJ Dillon. And I think that if you like, I mean, you. 
I don't care what you spent on Aaron Jones as far as draft capital or if you traded for him early on in the season, which you shouldn't have, but if you did, okay, like, like it's going to be a rough matchup for the Packers in general, I feel like. But like I said, I think Aaron Jones is going to have to get involved if the Packers want to start, try and win this game. You know, they're... Um, you already said no Alan Lazard. That means it's going to have to be a combination of Romeo... Dobbs and there's and I don't think uh became not starting I don't people. I don't think Randall Cobb's playing either like this the is a big of Sammy uh, Watkins the ghost of Sammy Watkins to Christian Watson you know it's Aaron Jones that's my secret sixth guy this week probably should have made him my sleeper but I didn't well, I would have been upset if you made Aaron Jones a sleeper. Let's be honest. Like, like, but that's but, but that's prime that's prime sleeper potential though because it's a real struggled. bad matchup for him. He, up and to, he has up, struggled. The Packers have struggled. I think that's up prime until sleeper. last week, Aaron Jones was really good last week. I believe that's great, but he is still it's still a really really bad matchup, and that could that could make him your sleeper. I like it. I like it. Anyways, he's not my sleeper though. So go ahead with your first tight end. Super stream segment. We've got Greg Dulce. Dul yep, Dulcich. 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 I did it right. I spelled it wrong on this. Only this first line. Greg Dulcich versus the Jaguars. Uh, two C's and an H, uh, to be clear. I give the Broncos... I give and you an the, I and a dull. I give you the new uh, Broncos number one tight end. Dulcich has led all tight ends in snap percent. Not all tight ends. Uh, Bronco tight ends. Let me be clear. <laughs> that sounded bad. Has led all Bronco tight ends in snap percent his first two weeks of active action in the NFL. Uh, because he's a rookie. Uh, 65% has been his average snap share over the last two weeks. Albert O is not a thing in 2022, and he won't be. Dulcich uh, tied for the team lead in targets last week uh, with Sutton and caught a long touchdown the week before that. Granted, it was a busted play, but with Russ, Judy, Sutton, and Javante all struggling or injured, I think Denver is looking to generate offense in any way they can, and the rookie tight end has shown us something. At 46% rostered, pick him up and get him in your lineup if you're hurting it tight end this week. Greg Dulcich versus the Jags. My first guy is Jawan Johnson versus the nice. Las Vegas Raiders. Chris, I feel like I'm cheating here, but my two tight end streamers this week are going up against the third and second most points per game to, to, to tight ends. <laughs> Let's start with the first one, though. Jawan Johnson. That's right. Not Adam Troutman. Nope, it is nope. Johnson. Johnson already has more receptions, yards, and yards than he did in all of 2021 and in half the amount of games. He's coming off of a two-touchdown week. Yes, I know Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry didn't play last week. But as I stated earlier, the Raiders again. are giving up the third most points per game to tight ends. Juwan Johnson is a dart throw, much like my next guy, but half of, the league, half of every league out there is already throwing dart tight end darts. So Absolutely. why not throw a dart at a, a guy who's uh, going up against the Raiders who have allowed six touchdowns to opposing tight ends? That's tied for the most in the NFL. Chris, who's your next tight end? Dalton Schultz versus the Chicago Bears. Schultz has been... Well, no, wait a minute now. That's not a tight end streamer. Yeah, that's fair. No, I'm going to go with it anyway. Schultz no, has been flat up. out banged up, no doubt. As a consequence, he hasn't done much this season. But I wanted to give you all a guy you could play this week uh, in a bind, and a lot of teams have been holding on to him, to uh, uh, Josh's point, like ZC. 
in the Friends with Benefits League. He is a uh, 82% rostered. Schultz said it's not CC. I'm pretty sure he's not in any NFL roster. I haven't rostered. <laughs> good for you, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> While the Bears are actually good versus tight ends, I think Schultz is a fine volume play, and that's tough to come by at tight end position. In the two games Schultz has played with Cooper Rush, uh, he caught zero of his four targets. Uh, and in the two games he's played with Dak, he's caught 12 of his 15 targets for 109 yards. He hasn't scored all year, and that could turn around this week. Keep an eye on his injury. Uh, if you're desperate in a deep league, take a look at Jake Ferguson or Peyton Pendershot as a pivot uh, if uh, Schultz doesn't play. Uh, again, desperate. Very desperate. But uh, Schultz is the tout this week uh, as far as my second and last tight end streamer of the evening. Um, mine is Irv Smith Jr. versus the Arizona Cardinals. Irv Smith is averaging 6.8 points per game, but he does have two touchdowns on the season. As I mentioned earlier, the Raiders are tied for giving up the most tight touch tight end touchdowns. You know who the other team is that's giving up that's giving up six tight end touchdowns? Seattle. It is the Cardinals who Irv Smith uh, is playing. I more or less worse. laid it. I've laid it. I laid the road out for you. You did you say that earlier. Decided to go off roading, and you said second and third. I thought Seattle was the worst, though. Hmm. Anyways, so yeah, Herb Smith. Anyway. Yeah, I'm playing him. Uh, I'm starting him in a league that I have uh, also Gerald Everett, who's on by. Yep, Herb Smith, and he did well week last week or week before last. Yeah, it was last week. Ten fantasy points, I believe. Mm-hmm. Must have caught a touchdown, probably. All right, on to my quarterback streamer of the week. Um, definitely not all hanging fruit, but I feel like it's kind of out there for everybody to see. I recommend streaming Danny Dimes week six. Oh, I almost did that. I yeah. have to contradict you here, Chris. Huh? He is QB nine on the season so far, so I chose I know, not to go it, with him. But when I uh, chose to bring, uh, make him a streamer week six, it was underwhelming, but serviceable. Um, I mean, gosh, I'm a little surprised that he's eight, QB eight. Uh, but hey, QB9, excuse me, uh, more of a reason, folks. Um, he scored 14.52 when I chose him as my streamer in week six. But he went off last week versus the Jags, which is why he's at QB9 now. He threw for 202 yards and one touchdown, but we all know that's not why we stream Danny. It's his legs. Mmm, those legs. He ran 11 times for 107 yards and one touchdown, and Seattle is... Still a pretty bad defense, giving up the 10th most fantasy points per game to the quarterback position and the 7th most passing yards in the league. I like Danny Dimes to get a touchdown, hopefully through the air, and hopefully one on the ground, and have great rushing stats. And that's what you want when you're streaming quarterbacks. So Danny Dimes, my QB streamer of the week. According to Sleeper, he's 63% rostered, so you might have a rough time streaming Fine him, but him. He's, he might be available. Anyways, my guy is Kirk Cousins. You might think that you might use my contradiction or, or use my <laughs> same argument to contradict right. me, but he is the QB 14 so far on this season. So I wanted to go somewhere outside the top 12. Probably a little bit more um, available. And Cousins is, a is only averaging 17.15 points per game. He hasn't been that great. It's respectable, not good. Um, he has not been the Kirk Cousins of, you know, yesteryear. Weirdly enough, when they when the Vikings switched to a more of a th a, th um, a pass centric offense, Cousins is not a as efficient as a run first offense. It doesn't make any sense. 
But uh, anyways, uh, they're going up against Cardinals this week who are giving up 19.5 points per game to quarterbacks. Um, Cousins' two worst games this year were against the Eagles, who are the second best against uh, fantasy quarterbacks, and the Saints, who are the 12th worst. Um, but his best games were up against a the Bears, the Lions, and the Packers, all of which are not very good defenses. Yes, I know the Bears looked very competent on Monday night, but that was against the Patriots quarterback carousel that they have going on there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to say that Cousins has a legit shot of being a QB1 this week. I said season in my notes. I meant uh, this week. I think mm-hmm. there's a real good shot that he can be a QB1. Chris, my homer pick of the week, I mean, my sleeper pick of the week is Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger is my sleeper pick this week. I know I just skipped you, but I got real excited to see to, to say it. Fire away. Ellinger, as I mentioned earlier, uh, this is mainly based on Ellinger's rushing capabilities. The commanders are giving up 18.6 points per game so far this year. The quarterbacks, they have allowed quarterbacks to throw for 14 touchdowns. That's second most. So that's an average about two per week. And they've given about 120 rushing yards so far to quarterbacks, which is smack dab in the middle of the pack. At this point, um, Ellinger is kind of Matt Ryan, but with upside. Maybe not arm strength, but the rushing uh, capabilities of Ellinger, or the supposed rushing capabilities at least, can really help uh, Ellinger buoy some fantasy points. I think that, yeah, I just... He's a good. He was a good runner at Texas. I was supposed he to give was... a sleeper, so I I came up with quarterback. That was your sleeper. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's let's stick with quarterbacks. My sleeper is also a quarterback. Uh, now let me preface this by saying this is not a sleeper to start this week. I'm using this sleeper uh, as a preemptive waiver wire ad. Let me continue. Justin Fields, more rushing quarterbacks for you, but 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 not this week, as I said. Uh, this week, Justin Fields gets the vaunted Dallas defense. That one's for you, Josh. Dallas, Dallas boasts the uh, PFF's top-ranked pass rush, and they did limit Jalen Hurts uh, a week ago. Just kind of a similar comparison in terms of a guy who likes to run around at the quarterback position. But he has been a QB1 the past two weeks and was a borderline QB1 week five. Uh, he was like 13th, I think, uh, or 14th maybe. Uh, he has run for an average of 85 yards the last two weeks. I think he scored once. Uh, he should already be rostered in Superflex leagues, um, in standard leagues, uh, one quarterback leagues, he's currently 41% rostered. So he's out there. Uh, if you're streaming, if you're needing to stream or bye week fill-in or injury fill-in the next couple of weeks, a replacement in the coming weeks, his schedule is amazing. After Dallas this week, which again, stay away, he gets Miami, Detroit, and Atlanta. Justin Fields, my quarterback sleeper for a preemptive pickup. But don't start him this week versus Dallas. That would be dumb. All right. Well, we have been Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh. Over there is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at JoshAFFB. You can follow Chris at... Chris at AFFB Chris. That is at AFFB Chris. Yep. Just not, Chris at AF, not, not Chris AFFB Chris or AFFB Chris. <laughs> <laughs> at AFFB Just be Chris. Just clear. Yes. Yes. And please, um, me up. DM me. I don't care. We have been Amazing Fantasy Football. You can check out the live stream uh, Thursday nights at 8 p.m. If you missed it, uh, you, we also have a Sunday morning stream with last-minute injury news, lineup, lineup questions, um, just general football tap and chat and everything, and you can kind of tune into that as well. It's it's a little bit more, more loose and, and whatever. Not so 
regimented and whatnot. Chris is quite the taskmaster when it comes to this Thursday night show. <laughs> it's really me. Anyways. Right. Um, everyone have a good, have a good, uh, have a good week eight and wish you the best of luck.